to to kick the, kick things off, tell us a little bit about your background, your journey so far, what brought you here, and what are some things that you do for work, and how that sort of blends in with Web3. Uh, sure. Okay. Um, I will go all the way back to the beginning, but feel free to stop me at any point. Um, yeah, please. We love stories. <laughs> Great. So um, going way, 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 way back, um, I guess, to uh, early, early 90s. Mm -hmm. um, I uh, I started a record company when I was in high school, and so uh, the very first thing I ever really did, you know, outside of a crappy job at a grocery store or something, um, was was working with with friends who were, you know, creatives and trying to mm -hmm. sort of build build a community around, you know, art and music and and this sorts of stuff. So that's that's been my you know, primary consistent goal for, you know, over, over 30 years now. Um, so I spent a lot of time in, in the music industry after that and, um, and then sort of migrated from there, um, to, to the art world more. Um, I was, uh, primarily doing a lot of design work, uh, with bands and things and ended up working very closely with artists. And then that sort of just shifted to spending all my time with artists. So, I ran an art gallery for many years, and um, I was I was very early on on internet with all of this stuff. So um, I was uh, you know promoting the record label and all of these things on on IRC, and you know going on Mosaic to try to you know build a you know web page and stuff way way before um, all of this stuff was happening in ninety one and ninety two, um, pretty mm -hmm. pretty early. So so internet and tech has always been um, just you know, hand in hand with, with all of the creative work. And, and I've always kind of looked at it as a, you know, as, as just another tool in the, in the sort of box of things that you can use to sort of help, help do more, more fun, creative things. And, um, and so I ran the art gallery for many years and then, and then was just spending much more time on online and doing, you know, kind of online community kind of thing. So, so I helped set up one of the, uh, one of the first blog networks in the early two thousands. Uh, mm -hmm. so I had a company called Metro blogging and we had, uh, about 60 blogs around the world, um, with maybe 10 to 15 writers on each one writing about things happening in their cities. Uh, it was the very kind of early days of, of local journalism and, and how blogs were, were shaping this is kind of just, just before web 2.0 kind of happened and um moved away from the art gallery to spend more time on on that kind of stuff and started hanging out in hacker spaces and doing doing sort of physical work and seeing how the lessons that were coming from you know all this kind of diy culture of music and art you know was starting to impact technology and people were building their own things and getting into kind of the the maker world and and all of this and uh and then in in early 2000 uh early 2011 there was this earthquake uh that hit in japan right, uh, right. fukushima earthquake and um so i realized that i was sort of in in a good place to help because i knew a lot of people all around the world uh, a lot of people in tech a lot of people in hardware and so i helped uh, create a nonprofit um mm -hmm. called safecast and um our our primary goal started out with helping out in Japan and then grew grew to be more of a global uh, a global project where we collect and publish environmental data. So we have a hardware and a software platform that 
allows volunteers all over the world to collect and publish environmental data, and then it's used by governments and institutions and and all of this. So that's that's what I've spent most of the last ten years on. Um, and as part of that, as part of our work, we uh, work with a lot of universities and and do a lot of blockchain research to try to f- find ways to um, use blockchain tech to help um, harden that data uh, and mm-hmm. validate it to ensure that it's not changed along the way. So as right. part of that work, we, we co-founded the Blockchain Research Lab at Keio University and mm-hmm. have been working very closely with the Digital Currency Initiative at MIT. So for 10 years, we've been doing this, this sort of nonprofit work with, with blockchain hand in hand. Now, all this time on the side, I've, I've always been a photographer. So I've, I've always, you know, carried a camera with me and um, I've been documenting things along the way. And I've, I've done photo exhibitions and, uh, you know, I have, I have a book of uh, street photography that's published and all of this stuff. So at the end of last year, when, um, you know, when this sort of NFT craze started really happening right uh you know a lot of the artists and creators that I, I had always been in touch with you know for decades started asking me questions like hey you know something about this blockchain stuff right um and it just seemed like a you know a perfect combination of of several different areas that i had spent a lot of time in and so i initially uh, just started trying to help people and um you know explain things help people not get scammed try to try to understand what was going on with it explain mm-hmm. you know what is a token what is a smart contract you know just all the all these kind of basic things to to artists and creators um but i'm a very i'm a very hands-on person myself right so in order in right. order to do something i can't kind of just sit back i kind of have to dive into it myself and, and understand it better so i started i started minting my own nfts and you know started thinking about about social tokens and all of this stuff and that was that was how i ended up ended up finding uh finding your project you know on the recommendation of another friend and mm-hmm. um and i have a i have a, a a large mailing list with several thousand people that i i kind of send notes out to each week to talk about just stuff i'm i'm interested in and kind of paying attention to uh kind of commentary on things um and that's called the crowd and mm-hmm. um so that was the impetus for for you know the the token that I that I created with you, and I've been mm-hmm. distributing them out to out to people in in that group, um, and people are kind of getting on board with it. Uh, and then and then separately, I've been I've been helping build a, a community for artists, uh, you know, uh, right. focusing specifically on NFTs called Discord.art. And so right. um, these uh, these are all sort of the the primary things that I do. And then in addition to that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm still helping a number of of artists that I that I mentioned before that that I worked with when I all the way back when I had the record label or the art gallery, helping mm-hmm. them uh, understand the landscape, mint their own NFTs, think of you know what their strategy might be uh, for for future projects, um, mm-hmm. and then you know some generative things and, and all of this. So just really kind of immersing myself in every corner of what's going on. Yeah, um, this is amazing. So what stood out to me was. I, I guess like the really interesting story lies in, in the phase where you were uh, working on the record label and the art gallery. What was it like back then when you were sort of building a community? How did people come together back then? What was the core idea? Was it just a group of like artists, uh, people who produced music? Like what was the core thing that brought all of you guys together? Well, with the, with the record label and then, you know, with the with the art gallery afterwards, both the both of those were kind of created from the place of 
um, you know, we're doing things that we like, but the, right. the sort of established established world, be it the music industry or the art world or whatever, isn't mm -hmm. paying attention to our thing. So, you know, if we have the choice of, um, you know, sort of groveling around and knocking on doors and begging other people to pay attention to what we're doing right. or just build our own thing. Right. Um, and not worry about right. whether, whether they establish people like it, you know, we will build our own thing instead. And so that's mm -hmm. always, that's always been what, what I've done is sort of found, you know, people who are into the same thing I am and, and try to build something around it rather than try to get acceptance by, you know, the establishment, so to speak. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I mean, there, there shouldn't be any like validation there. It should just be like, you do your own thing and take it or leave it. Right. Like it's uh, typically artists have this, approach where the the work they do if if you sort of try to seek out from from like the establishment or whoever you're trying to get that uh, that response from it's better to just like do your own thing and that sort of makes people want to learn more and that's what makes it kind of like provocative i don't know um yeah i agree and i think that that's something that really uh, has attracted me on multiple levels to you know the current you know, Web3 stuff is it, it feels, at least to me, a lot like it did in the 90s where uh, right. anything was possible. Anything was possible. We had a whole bunch of raw tools in front of us. We could build whatever we wanted to. Um, and, and I think this is a feeling that was lost quite a bit during most of, of you know, the kind of Web 2.0 era and, and even the Web 3.0 era, which which kind of followed, you know, where there was, uh, you know, companies who were. Uh, sort of the management of all of it and the owners of all of it. And, you know, they would let you come in and do, you know, these specified things on their platforms, but that's it. Right. Um, right. And you had to work within these, these really sort of managed constraints dictated by, uh, you know, companies, profit sheets and, and that kind of stuff, which, which was much more limiting, um, not in a good way. Right. I, I, I'm a big fan of creative limitations, but, Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that I don't think that most of what came out of of Web 2.0 was creative limitations. I think that was more, um, you know, sort of corporate mandates and and such. And so I think that uh, what we have in front of us right now is, um, you know, almost a different fork on the evolution of of things that are that are happening online and, and you know, much closer related to you know the the Web one days um, or or even before that dial up maybe even of um yeah. people people being able to you know just make something from scratch you know um and these and these open tools and just you know what see what you can build with it um and you know where you can take it without without somebody necessarily laying out the the plan for you and i think that's very exciting yeah i mean what do you think about this so uh, just expanding a little bit more on this like there's this narrative that a lot of these artists or creators are into this idea of building an empire or building a really large audience or distribution. And then there's this other narrative that, uh, you know, they don't really care about tools. They care more about like sort of whatever gets them to capture the network effect better. Right. Or is it, is it the opposite where uh, creators and artists are really just people that, that just want to do their really unique and niche or whatever work they're, they're doing without thinking about what the audience would feel like or whether thinking about distribution itself. Like what, what is the approach that sort of fits for you? Well, I don't, I don't think it's any one of those things. I think it can be all of those things at the same time, you know? Right. Um, I mean, I think, I think artists are um, perhaps more than other people 
very comfortable with the idea of having a, a handful of supporters that make everything possible, right? Right. Um, I mean, that's that's what being an artist or you know an indie band or or any kind of thing it always always has been um, is not the right. millions and millions of people fan base, but you know find a find a few hundred or you know a couple thousand or something. Uh, and that, that allows you to do your thing. Right. And so I think that artists, um, you know, a, a lot of artists just want to, just want to be able to keep making art. Right. Um, mm. they don't want to have to stop making art to go work a job that they hate. Right. They want to find ways right. to keep, keep making art or something. Right. And so, um, whatever tools are available that might enable that are things that they're open to considering, you know? Um, right. And so I, I don't think it's necessarily that they're super excited about the the network or super excited about the tool. Uh, they might find the network and the tool interesting, but I think what's exciting, you know, in the big picture is that these tools allow them to keep making art. Right. So uh, expanding a little bit more, more on the art, um, now that we have nfts now that everything is sort of financialized and it, it almost feels like the stock market with green and red graphs all everywhere i see right mm -hmm. how do you how do artists think about this where is it more about uh like how do you see the notion this notion of financialization of almost everything that you guys create like are you is this something are you on board well, with it or, so yeah. i mean i i think i think it's a little bit of a, a misconception to act or 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 think that things are you know financialized now i mean right things have always been financialized right i mean like that's you're always trying to make and sell art and and all these things what what's changed is that it can be done faster um and you know it a lot of the middlemen and things were removed right so transactions right. which might have might might have taken you know weeks or months or something can now happen in seconds right, right. um and so i think that you're seeing a lot of uh, you know, a lot of people bumping into each other in that area, right? And that's where you get these kind of red and green charts. You get these, um, you know, I, I mean, literally day traders, right? You get these right. speculators. You get all these people kind of jumping into it um, who are just trying to see what what kind of a return they can get 12 hours from now. Um, right. I don't think that's very good for art. Uh, I don't think that's very good for artists. I think mm -hmm. most artists realize that's not very good for them in the long term, uh, but mm -hmm. it might be really great for them in the short term. Uh, I think that, like anything, the dust will settle on that. You know, I mean, right. anytime there's kind of a new, a new thing, there's a bunch of people who jump in. They find it super exciting, and you know, there's a bunch of chaos around it, and then it, it'll, it'll sort of settle down at some point. And I think that we're seeing, we're seeing little bits of that. I mean, it's coming in waves, right? And, and mm -hmm. you know, if you think of, of the percent of the population that is involved with any of this, it's such a tiny fraction. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. There's, you know, we, we might feel like, oh, I can't believe this has been going on for, you know, a whole year already or something. Right. But it's like, yeah. it's nothing compared to, you know, what's going to happen once, once there's millions and millions of people involved. And so I think that we're going to continue to see these kind of waves of speculators, you know, for, for lack of a better term, who jump in uh, and then run away. Right. And right. You know, there'll be waves of that. Uh, but I think the people who are finding ways to, to do sustainable work and find ways to, again, use these tools to allow them to create the things that they're trying to create, um, mm -hmm. communities that are sort of rallying around it. Uh, I think that that's going to continue to grow. And I think that that's the strong foundation that is needed, um, to allow it to continue and continue to be beneficial. And, and what I think that well, what I'm seeing a lot is that most of the support that's coming from the artists is primarily other artists, right. And, and these communities, right. there's, there are these outliers, of course, of the people who just show up with, you know, 
thousands of ETH and try to jump in and get frustrated and leave or something. But at the end of the day, that that's kind of a net positive for the community, I think. Right. Yeah. And so let's let's dive a little bit deeper into your work, uh, NFTs and and the social token itself. Um, what is it? What are some of the goals or like? ideas tied around to the nfts obviously you're creating art there obviously you're building a community but what are some ideas that you're trying to achieve or what are some goals when you think about the social token and the nfts that you that you're creating sure so i've been primarily creating nfts of my photography uh and right. um you know and i'm looking at that just as kind of another format you know yeah. that i would normally do artwork right so i've done uh, like I said, I've done books and and gallery exhibitions and things, and so I'm, I'm very comfortable with the idea of different different types of editions for things, right? So you can have a a very large print that's a one of one. You can have a smaller print that's you know an edition of ten or something. You know, can you do these these different things? So I, I'm looking at NFTs, you know, first and foremost as just another another format uh, in which I can sell my artwork. Uh, mm-hmm. But then additionally. Uh, I'm really, I'm really excited about the kind of utility that comes along with that, right? So, right. Um, you know, we have uh, on on Discord.art, like I mentioned, we have different different channels which are gated, um, so you can get access to special areas if you hold NFTs uh, by you know by me or by other artists. You can you can get into stuff. So, creating this uh, you know little bit of a sort of a magic key uh, that mm-hmm. grants you access for, you know, that helps, you know, reinforce this this community a bit more. Right. Um, the ability to sort of reach out and say, you know, I can't, I couldn't reach out today and say, hey, everybody that's ever bought one of my photographs, I'm going to give you something, right? But I can do right. that for everybody that's holding one of the NFTs. And so that's, that's an exciting way to sort of continue to reward um, those people uh, and build and build that community a bit. And so with the social token, um, you know, I, I went into it initially from a place of curiosity, right? Like I said, right. I have this, I have this, uh, if this mailing list. Like I said, you know, a, a few thousand people, and and it's not a, it's not a mailing list about, you know, this topic. Uh, it's a right. mailing list about what Sean interested in this week, <laughs> right? Right. So it's kind of all, it's kind of all over the place, and that runs from, you know, politics to law to art to you know, culture to you know, whatever, whatever. I, you know, I happen to be focused on at the moment, or I find right. interesting. I end, I end up writing about, and so I thought that that was a very good place to build the social token off of, because I do think that it could be anything, right? So I think mm-hmm. the the simple the simple initial uh, low hanging fruit on it is, oh, it's kind of membership in this community, right? Uh, right? Again, you can get access to certain channels if you have if you have the token or something like that, right? The next step up from that would be. Uh, something like, um, you know, you can exchange NFTs for it or, you know, having it accepted on OpenSea or or something like that where you can actually like, okay, I'm going to release something and the only way somebody can buy it is, you know, for for that kind of a token, right? So right. Uh, a perk in that way. Um, but I'm excited to see where else it can go. And I don't necessarily have a, you know, like a core plan of this is what I'm trying to reach for it as much as I'm just trying to distribute them around and sort of see what happens with it. Um, right. And then use use that in thinking that I... <laughs> take back to consulting consulting <laughs> for other people and uh, again using myself as a little bit of a sandbox in it but but seeing where it goes which i i think is pretty fun yeah i think like so one of the things that we got really excited about in the beginning yeah that you can now have uh with the token itself you can really identify a piece of stakeholders over time 
and that uh, stake in in the community itself gives you like a say in what direction it goes but also some kind of economic value out of it that keeps you aligned with how the community is doing and how your contributions are playing out over time and some of the things that we're trying to work like work on next with coinwise is sort of tied around how like the token can be used to unlock stronger utility or even programmable like uh, economic value that can be brought out to like the rest of the community so that they feel more aligned with what the goal is so diving a little bit deeper how do you sort of think about uh, has there been like a lot of like speculation around the token itself like how do you sort of create that balance between community and speculation well, I mean, so I think that with with some of the other tokens that I've helped people set up, um, right. you know, like the the WTF token and um, you know some some of these other ones, there's a little bit more speculation because they've been more more actively used immediately for commerce. Right. Um, I think that with with crowd, I've I've tried to tried to hold back on that a little bit and avoid that speculation um, and really keep it more as uh, a non a non valued reward for people who are part of the community. Um, so I, right. you know, I, I, I give, I give them out to people who pick up my NFTs. I, I occasionally just send them out to everybody, you know, anybody who wants to claim one from the mailing list, uh, you know, those kinds of things. So um, I'm a little more cautious with crowd in you know in relation to speculation but i've seen you know a lot of people trying different things with with other coins that are more speculative um right yeah yeah and uh, and i guess so a, a natural follow-up to that is is probably like how do you see this uh, sort of notion of like involving the token within the process of community building like how do you see that play around as a role for like creating incentives like have you tried to play around with any of those use cases like what are some like or are you still in the experiment phase where you're just trying to see how things play out and then take it take it from there i mean with with crowd i think that i'm i'm more in the experiment and and i kind of like I kind of like the idea of seeing what what people do with it as opposed to right. trying to do something with it myself. I want to give it to people and then see where it leads. With some of the other projects, you know, we've started to to use it as uh, use use tokens as governance, you know, and, and right. the those kinds of things, right? Which um so I'm exploring that in in other projects uh and it's working, you know, better or worse in in different ways, um which mm -hmm. I think is all super fantastic and will help help uh you know, educate the next the next steps that we take with with other things. Um, mm -hmm. But with crowd, I'm really I'm really sort of interested in seeing what what do people do with this thing on their own, um, right. as opposed to laying out a clear path that that people should follow. Right. Yeah. That's that's I, I like the idea of keeping it in the hands or like just trying to see like what the community comes up with and, and take that as a use case i i, I think it would be interesting to see what like people come up with um, yeah so i've seen i mean there's already been people who are using it to trade for for things right so i know right. people have come back to me and told me they've you know they've bought nfts you know from each other using using crowd as the as the currency for that or, or other things which i think is just is super cool um in fact the right. first the first nft that was bought with crowd happened outside of my my knowledge i found out about it a few days later so I, wow. that was that was super cool yeah that's super cool so that's that's when you know like people are like really excited about this when they sort of like take initiatives on themselves and like come up with unique things um 
so to come to like the closer end of these things, wh when we do these like sort of calls, one of the things that we try to like ask just as a thought experiment is if you, as, as just your daily work, if you had sort of infinite resources and sort of had the, had the work like almost like magic, if you had infinite resources, what are, what is it that you would create uh, that would help the rest of the artists and creators in this space? And what is it something that, that you feel like there should be there, but it, it is it isn't already. Well, I mean, I think there's a, there's a lot of ways to to answer that question. I think that right now the you know a uh, huge elephant in the room that everyone is kind of talking about and thinking about and realizing is a huge problem um, is that there's there's only a handful of of marketplaces doing secondary sales for for nfts um right and you know what 98 percent of those sales are happening on on open sea right which is just not healthy uh or sustainable in any way regardless of you know intentions or competency or anything um that's just not that's just not a good thing for right. for anyone so i think that that if there was you know if i could just snap and solve a problem it would be um for there to be you know 10 more open seas or something right that 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 kind of secondary market could um, be distributed out among many other ways, which would, I think, resolve a whole lot of problems that are currently bottlenecking in the fact that all of, all of that uh, transaction and exchange is happening in one place with very few people working there and very few resources uh, with which to work on, regardless of the huge pile of cash from investors that they're sitting on they don't seem to be able to do anything with it so um i think that that's that's really the biggest problem that needs to be resolved um once that mm -hmm. was out of the way um i think that you know the next step which i think is going to happen you know regardless of whether i wish for it or not is just you know easier to use tools um i think you guys are you know a perfect example of that um you know outside of outside of Coinvice, at least when I found when I found you, anyway, mm -hmm. you know, if I if you wanted to to create your own token, um, it was a, a rather tricky thing to do. Um, right. Involved, you know, directly writing contracts or paying somebody a whole lot of ETH to write the contracts for you. You know, it was it was a, a harder thing to do, and and you made it simple and easy, uh, where anybody can kind of come in and and in a couple of clicks get something going. And so I think that that's uh, what we're going to see across the industry. Um, and across the market is, is any number of these things which are tricky and hard um, to get easier and quicker. And that's how that's how the larger world is going to get onboarded. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's just once it's easy. Uh, you know, I was just a part of this project with a couple of friends called The Visitors. We did uh, 10,000, uh, you know, avatar, avatar art driven project. And we did it on a polygon. And um you know, people were kind of very, very skeptical when we initially announced that because they were like, oh, it's going to be so hard to do. Uh, but one of the things that we that we prioritized was creating this really simple onboarding step by step by step to get everybody to get you set up, right? Help you help mm -hmm. you set up your your wallet to do it, help move some ETH over. Um, and then we gave people, a you know, a, a PO app reward for getting it all set up. Right. So there was right. like this motivation to just go through and, and make it. Um, and more than half of the of the people that bought into that, and, and it sold out. It sold out in eight days. Um, so you know it worked in every in every possible way. Um, but more than half of the people, this this was their first NFT that they ever bought. 
So I think that, you know, paying attention to that of like, how do we, how do we make this just incredibly easy? Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to go a long way. And so I think that that's, that's the big thing. Right. Yeah. I think, I mean, over time, like even our goal is like, is just not only like help like this token creation, but a lot of these tools that sort of don't exist, but it's kind of a pain to do it. And, and we've seen people like almost do it manually, but yeah. But this was like super, super helpful for me to like get a perspective. Like really these calls are like for everybody to understand like how the creator like approaches on community building and are we in, in aligned with what the creators are really looking for and are we solving a problem for them and how sort of we can like figure out what pain points they have and and um, understand like their journey. So let's talk about, so Gian has a question. This is more focused on your photos. Is there a reason as to why you post your photos in black and white? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a black and white photographer. So I, I right. always, uh, I, I shot, you know, I shoot in film quite a bit um, and I use black and white yeah. film. I'm n- I never really got comfortable processing color in any way. Uh, so right. even, even my, di- even my digital camera only shoots in black and white. So, you know, I can do color if I'm shooting something on an iPhone or something like that. But I, uh, when I, when I look and when I look to compose things, um, I look more at light, uh, than color. So that's just kind of how, how I've always approached it and kind of how I trained my eye. So that's, that's what I'm comfortable with. And that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so is there a way to get, um, crowd coin and, uh, I've been on the crowd mailing list since 2015, but I recently found my way into coins and NFTs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, I'll, uh, I'll include a link in the, uh, in the next one that I send out to, to grab some, um, I drop them on, uh, on discord.art and there's a, there's a crowd channel that I drop them in, uh, occasionally. Um, and hopefully I'm going to do a drop on, um, on Twitter shortly as well. If I can figure out the, the reward thing, uh, with Coinvice, I wanted to, to do something with that, but I couldn't, I couldn't get to work the other day. So, um, that will be a way. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of giving them out all the time, but if you kind of just ping me on the side, um, I'll do it. But yeah, the first, the first people who ever got them were, were on the mailing list. So I, I like, I like to reward the mailing list people first and foremost. hundred percent. Um, okay. So, uh, Follow Sean uh, on Twitter at Sean Bonner and discord.art. Uh, check out his website at seanbonner.com. Uh, Sean, I really appreciate you joining the call with us. Uh, I really appreciate you using CoinWise and we'll obviously be in constant uh, touch with you for any issues that you have uh, with sending them or uh, doing it on Polygon. But again, like really, really appreciate you being a part of like the CoinWise community as an early user. Like. It helps us a lot, so thank you. Yeah, no, I, I really appreciate um, all the help, and and I I'm always you know apologetic for the endless endless flood of uh, you know questions that I send your way, but <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I'm, no, I'm no, glad just, that you're there, and I and I and yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm like I'll almost get back to you like almost immediately. Uh, I'm on the Indian time zone, but if you're if I'm online, then I'll get back to you right away uh, because this this is like my dream, right? I really wanted to build this and I've like in, in the last six months, like everything has come together. So yeah, I really appreciate it. If you guys still have questions, would like to learn more, post it in the event chat, DM Sean or join his community. And um, hopefully you'll find, uh, hopefully you'll find a new place to learn more about the photos and, and uh, meet new friends. But yeah, thank you so much. We'll wrap up here. Great, thank you. Thanks guys. See you.